Good morning, Paige. Good morning, Mom. Welcome we to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with so Sheila Kieschel and Paige Kieschel. It's not quite afternoon, but it's so close. So um, today we're talking about whether or not to disclose or your neurodiversity at work. Whether or not to disclose your neurodiversity at work. Yes. So what does that mean? So to disclose means to share with the people that you work with that you're neurodiverse or yeah, that you're neurodiverse and why you would want, would or would not want to do that. If you would want to do that. I also think that there's a connotation about disclosing that it's official, that it's official to like your HR department or your direct boss. So I guess it is, it would be important for you to do that. Well, some people do and some people don't, right? So, um, so if you do disclose, there's possibilities that you could get certain accommodations at work, depending on where you work. And we'll, we can like really common accommodations would be like to work in a quieter area, have a flexible schedule. Like I have a client who I helped him through this process. We coached through this process. So um, one of his accommodations is that he can get to work anytime between nine and nine thirty yeah, and that's considered nice. on time that would be nice as long as he still works eight hours so if he right. doesn't show up till nine thirty, he works a little later until six um you can get assistance from usually your direct boss but like how to chunk down your larger projects into smaller ones um you often get or another like these are just common ones you don't get all these right you have to ask for them specifically but um a common one is to get like a five minute break every hour or two um, to get to use color coded supplies like folders or notes. Um, for some people, especially I would think people that have um, dyscalculia, um, they get a talking cal- calculator, which is an actual thing. That's pretty common. That's cool. It is an actual thing. Um, um, they get frequent performance reviews which can be work really well for people with adhd because they do better with more accountability and not less accountability so they have check-ins like almost once a week with their direct um boss um they have permission to use noise blocking headphones so they can't hear what's going on around them more than that though i have a bunch of clients that have permission to use earbuds so they're actually playing music um usually something like binaural beats like focus kind of stuff um they can they get like uh they can have like concise directions about certain uh procedures that they do at work written down for them um they have an option to work from home. I would say this is not a great one for people with ADHD because they tend to get extremely distracted in their own home because lots of their stuff is very interesting to them. But it could be really good for people who um, have autism who might just have be having a lot of anxiety that day. Um, visual timers are really good for those who are struggling with time management or time blindness. I really like time timers. Um a standing desk. I've helped a client get um, freedom to record meetings so that they can then 
um, take notes later, um, particularly people who are dyslexic like to record it so that they can not worry about their note taking while they're participating in the conversation, but people with ADHD often like it too, because sometimes they zone out at what's being said. Um, and so they can go back and catch things that they missed, um, or the use of either, um, instead of music in earbuds, some of them will use white, brown, or pink noise. I would say most people, most of my clients at least prefer brown or pink noise. And so all of those are like really common accommodations, but not everybody should disclose at work or why, or, you know, like you need to figure out why it is that you're disclosing at work and whether or not you should. So you just closed at work page. Kind of. Why? Um, well, because... Well, the first person that I used, my old boss, mm -hmm. I disclosed to her because, well, she said want to, like, when she first got there, she asked everyone one thing about them that they thought that she should know. Ah. Uh. And I was like, okay, well, here's this. And plus, the first time that she was, like, there, she was helping me. And when I was in produce... And I was picking all the produce stuff. She was like, okay, now this, okay, now this, now, okay, now this. And she was like, followed me around because the run was going to be late and I was getting distracted. And so her being on my ass made me like do that better. I was like, oh, that was nice. Mm -hmm. um, I disclosed to her because I don't know. It just, that was something I guess that they needed to know. I was in the best spot when she first got there, so you weren't emotionally. In I was emotionally spot. not in a good spot, so there were a lot of like, problems. So you needed more support. I needed more support. Yeah. Um, I've I've told my friends and my friends I work with. I don't tell. I don't tell everyone. In, I didn't tell it. I. I haven't told everyone in the department because not everybody needs to know. Nope um you also haven't like officially i haven't officially told you don't get any accommodation i don't work. uh there is one upper management person who does know that's because tyler this person and me were in like this meeting because we were talking about something that had happened and i was like oh i didn't realize i was talking rudely somehow or like i wasn't talking in a good tone mm. so i was like oh i didn't realize i was doing that oh so that i told her because of that, it was like I wasn't trying to be a dick. I promise. Um, but then also my friends will like if I say something and it sounds like bad, they're like, "Hey, you sounded really like mean." I was like, "Oh shoot, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to." Or one person, I guess the other day was like, "Do you know that you always sound sarcastic?" <laughs> when you talk, I guess I always sound sarcastic. At that time, I was trying to be sarcastic. <laughs> but then this person was like, you know, you always sound like that, right? I was like, no, I had no idea. So I guess, no, I guess people at work can't always tell when I'm being sarcastic or not. Because I guess I sound like I'm being sarcastic often. Which That's I mean, interesting. I probably am being sarcastic most of the time. But... 
Not always appropriate. Not always like appropriate that. though. So I always, oh, that was interesting to know, but some people know and some people obviously don't. Right. So if you, there's like a specific accommodation that you really need, mm-hmm. that's a reason to yeah. absolutely. Like if you need, you need the 30 minute window to get to work. You need the 30 minute window to get <laughs> or to work. whatever, whatever. If you need, if you need something that like reads to you or you need the talking calculator or if there's something or you need the five minute break every every, every hour or two that happened to a girl that i well she doesn't have a neurodiversity but this girl that i worked with who works in a different department had a uh, brain cancer oh, yeah. and when she came back she would get like a 10 15 minute break every like two hours or something yeah well there's probably a lot of cognitive it probably, work for her brain after going through what it was there. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, people get accommodations for other health reasons as well. Yeah. Right. So um, you should, if you're working in an office, you should really know who it is that you're supposed to disclose to. Probably an HR person. It's, well, it depends on how official you want it, right? So if you need those accommodations, you ha- you do go through HR, but right. your direct boss needs to know as well, right? right? But you don't need to tell every single person you that you work you with. You probably shouldn't, actually. Right? Because um, you also, like, don't want to necessarily disclose the day you start a new job. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes there are accommodations that you can set up for yourself. Right. So you can like go to your own boss and be like, hey, my brain really works better if I have an exact deadline. Like if you could tell me Friday at noon instead of telling me just get it to me at the end of the week. (laughs) I need, you know, so if that's the kind of combination you need is like a tight, like a hard deadline. That's usually something you just work out with your brain by not necessarily disclosing, but by saying, hey, my brain works best if I have this. Um. But you also don't want to disclose so late that you're like about to get fired because of bad job performances. Right. Um, And you, you know, you want to make sure that you do your homework about, about your specific company and what specifically you can and can't ask for. Right. These are all Mm -hmm. supposed to be reasonable accommodations. (laughs) It's, um, then they're all covered under 504, which is part of the Rehabilitation Act to work, right, from like 1970-something. I can't remember oh. off the top of my head. And that's where the number 504 comes from. So if you're officially going to HR because you need accommodations, what you get is a 504. You generally have to prove diagnosis by um, an evaluation from the last three years. So you can't be like, Hey, when I was six, I got diagnosed <laughs> with ADHD. That won't work. <laughs> and, right. So you you need some kind of documentation that's newer than that to say yeah. that you have. You still have ADHD. ADHD or autism or whatever it is. Right. Um, a lot of people will just hire a specific ADHD coach or a specific neurodiversity coach like Jessica Michaels, who we had had on. She Thank works you. specifically around work. If you're having just work issues i'd go to somebody like jessica oh if you're having bigger like i'm having trouble at work and i also can't get my laundry done and i'm having a hard time you know having conversations with people in my life 
then you want somebody more like me because I do whole life uh, neurodiversity coaching. Um, you could just get an accountability partner with the people that you work with. So maybe somebody else in the office is also having similar struggles. If you guys pair up mm-hmm. without officially asking to be paired up, right? Um, um, right. So, um, oh, look, I, in my notes, it says 1973. I did make a note on when that when that law was written good job um or passed i guess anyway um <laughs> you also just want to you could also look into the resources from the job accommodation network which is known as jan, jan. and i will connect a link to the description of this podcast um but it's not necessarily right in every circumstance, right? And I think mm-hmm. the reason that it's not right sometimes is because there's so much misinformation about um, all neurodiversities, right? So you might be seen as, you know, I guess job performance evaluations can go both ways. If you have ADHD and you tend to be um, disorganized, that's going to show up in your job performance badly if you didn't tell anybody. But if you do disclose, some people might just assume that, you know, you um, can't do the work required of the job and you shouldn't be in that job, right? Or if you have autism and you don't disclose, you might be seen as not being a team player. Yeah. Right? Um, So, um, you know, if if you have dyslexia and you don't disclose and your job involves a lot of reading and writing, then, you know, that might backfire on you as well. Right. Because you don't have tools that like read to you or you don't have like Grammarly business installed on your computer or whatever. Right. So if you need those kinds of accommodations, you need to legit. Well, can't you just download those? Like, no, you can't download things on your work computer. On Google. Your own. No. They're Google extensions. You can't. On a work computer, That's you cannot stupid. download Says stuff. Who? Says the IT department. Whatever. Because they, they want to be controlled. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> the, the, your job is spying on you through your computer. They know exactly what websites you're going to. Oh, that's creepy. Um, <clears throat> right, so... No, if you need that kind of support, you want to make sure that you're asking for it. Oh, um, okay. Right, because it can really go both ways. Um, so you you need to you know maybe poke around a little and ask or see if you know there's somebody else around who um, who seems similar to you, and maybe strike up a conversation and see if they've asked for accommodations or. Um, you know, but that's so that's why you're not doing it too soon or too late, right? Yes. You want to check out the whole scene. You want to maybe see if you can solve the issue yourself in some other way between like you and your coworkers or you and a coach or you and just your direct boss before you go to HR. Some some companies really um think that people that ask for five oh fours through um HR are just purposely trying to be a big, huge pain in the butt, even though you're not, and you have mm. every right to do it. 
But that might be a nice sign to like explore whether or not that's a good environment for you to be working in at all. Yeah. Do this is a pretty quick episode, but do you have other thoughts? No. All right. Say goodbye, Paige. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at thendtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to theneurodiversetoolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox. 